You're listening to the Makers Making Money Podcast, a place where business-minded makers will learn how to sell their products, make money, and build a small business. Here's your host, Katie. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Makers Making Money. This week, we are on episode 10, so that's a nice little milestone for us. Um, We are going to talk about customer service today. And this is going to be a Q&A style episode, some questions that I got related to customer service, how to handle situations that arise with customers, um, all things related to, to customers um, for of your making business. So the first question, let's dive right in. The first question is, should I accept returns? And this is a great question. This is something that I struggled with when I started my online shop. And I definitely felt like I didn't want to take returns because it just it seemed at the time when I had zero experience, it just seemed like an unnecessary complication. And also, you know, when you when you have a making business, you're pretty much, you know, making everything to order. At least I am. Everything is built to order. And I felt like, you know, I really don't want to accept returns. So my initial policy was to to not accept returns. But of course, on Etsy, you can say, you know, if, if you have issues with your order, you can reach out to me. So so I didn't accept returns for quite a while, probably my first year and a half of selling on Etsy. And then within the last six months or so, I decided to start accepting returns. And it honestly, it didn't change anything. Very few people opt for a return. Most people are happy with their purchase. There have been a couple of instances where somebody wanted to exchange for a different color. So I worked that out with them. Um, My return policy is that I do accept returns, but the buyer would be responsible for return shipping. And I think I've only had one situation where a customer was unhappy about that. But, you know, it's just, it's difficult because my products are relatively heavy. The shipping rates, the shipping cost for me is not that low because of the size of the products and the weight. And I just, you know, we're we're not Target or something like that where we can just offer free returns. It just doesn't make financial and operational sense for a very, very small business. Um, So I had one issue with a customer who was unhappy about that. She didn't end up returning the item and she gave me a one-star review, which is totally fine. Um, You can't please everybody. So so that's an important topic we're going to talk about today as it relates to customer service. But I would say that, you know, think about it for your business. If you do personalize things, obviously I wouldn't accept returns on those types of things, certainly. But I do now accept returns in my shop, and as I mentioned, it hasn't really changed anything. People aren't really taking advantage of it or anything like that, and the few situations that have come up, I worked it out with the customer, or they they paid to ship it back to me or, or whatever it is, so... So I think it's definitely something to good to offer, because I think it gives people a little bit more confidence in buying with your shop, and most people don't want to go through the hassle of returning stuff, so... So it's it's a good consideration. 
Now, the next question, how do I stay on top of customer messages? So if you're a seller on Etsy, you know that people, they make it very easy for for customers to reach out to you with questions or different inquiries about products and stuff like that. Um, So sometimes it it can become a lot and you have a lot of people reaching out with questions and a lot of times people are asking questions. It's actually if they just read the product description that they would find the answer themselves. But but nonetheless, you get a lot of questions from customers. And on Etsy, if you don't respond within 24 hours, then that goes, it can go against your seller's rating or maybe not go against your rating, but it can affect um, your qualification for being a star seller on Etsy. So it's, you know, you definitely want to stay on top of it. So for me personally, when I get a message, I just try to, I mean, this is my full-time job. So I, when I see it, I just I try to respond as soon as possible. I think it makes people happy to get a relatively quick response within a, at least like a few hours, um, if not less than an hour. You know, if it's during the working day, if I'm working and stuff, then I get a message. I'll just respond there on the spot. I have the Etsy app on my phone, so it just pops up on my phone. It's very convenient, very easy to respond. Um, so, so for me, I just try to to deal with the questions as they come in instead of letting them pile up. That way I'm, I know that I'm responding to people and you're at least taking that box of responding to their first time reaching out to you so that it's not going against you on Etsy. And then for my Shopify uh, site, I have the online chat feature so that if somebody visits my website, they can just click on the chat box and send me a message directly. I don't get a lot of messages here my Shopify definitely is a lot smaller in terms of the number of sales I'm making compared to my Etsy shop, but I do once in a while get messages there and I basically I have my business hours set up and I have you know, I I have my availability pretty wide like from when I wake up in the morning until I'm going to bed at night, so you know, if they message me, I I can get back to them pretty quickly most of the time. Um And then, yeah, it's just when the message comes in, I just deal with it in that moment. And yeah, my my advice is just to not let things pile up, respond to people as quickly as possible. It makes them feel really good to get a quick response. And they're more likely to purchase from your shop because they they feel good about the customer service and they feel good about if they have questions or if they want to request something specific in their order, they can reach out to you and and you're responsive to them. I think there's a lot of people that don't make this as much of a priority, but for me personally, I feel that it's really important to give people a good quality of customer service. So that leads into the next question, which is what is your customer service philosophy? So for me, I think customer service is really important and it's something that I put a lot of emphasis on. Um, I am someone who is very, like, uh, what's the word? Very, um, I think a lot about what I spend my money on. So when people are spending their money in my shop, you know, my products are, you know, moderately priced, I would say. So, you know, it's, I feel that it's not a small amount of money for people to be spending. So, when people are spending money in my shop, I respect the fact that they are spending their hard-earned money on the products that I'm creating. And so I want to make sure that I'm not only delivering them a quality product, but also just a top-notch experience in dealing with me. And I do not believe in like 
inundating customers or going above and beyond with the messaging to customers, especially if they haven't specifically requested anything from me. Like I've purchased a couple of things on Etsy um, and it was a nice experience, but it, it almost got to the point where the seller was kind of sending me a few too many messages that I didn't even really ask for. Like I didn't have questions. I never sent a question or anything, but they were just like, a little bit too in touch during the buying process just for me personally. So I don't do anything like that. Like when somebody orders something, like I'm not messaging them or, or anything like that. I just let Etsy send the, and my Shopify and Etsy both send the automated messages about, you know, I received your order when it ships, all of that stuff. That's what people want to know, in my opinion. And they don't want to be inundated with a bunch of communications from you. So I keep it very simple, but I make sure that when customers do have questions or when an issue comes up, maybe a product-derived damage or something like that, I make sure to address it right away. I think that makes people feel very comfortable to know that you are responsive. And I think that there are a lot of sellers out there, especially these kind of small, like, handicraft type of businesses that um, that aren't as good at monitoring the messages and responding to people. So so I think that's just something that can, it's not hard to do. It's easier just to handle it as it comes in and it really sets you apart from the competition and gives your buyer a really positive experience. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is, as like I said, when, when issues do come up with products, um, I have adopted the philosophy of the customer is always right. In the beginning, I didn't have that philosophy and I was trying, I would try to kind of like, maybe like kind of almost argue my point like if someone had a complaint or something it's like well you know this it's like this because of this and I just I got to the point where it's like I'm not going to argue with people I my case may be totally valid and I may even be like quote-unquote right in the situation but it's just not worth it to me I just I'll just let the customer feel how they want to feel they're entitled to their opinion they're entitled to their own view of my product or or whatever it is so I respect that and I I just have that philosophy of the customer is always right which I feel like you always hear about that in retail and so you know I I just do whatever I need to do to make customers happy um you know, if people reach out to me and it's they're just really it feels like they're really unhappy with the product and they're not going to be there's probably not much I can offer them to make them change their mind, which, again, these situations are rare, but it's just it's those few negative ones that really stick out in your mind. Even if you have hundreds of positive reviews, it's those handful of negative ones that you just keep thinking about and it like eats away at your mind a little bit. Um, So in that case, you know, I kind of just read the tone of the person, the message that they're sending. And it's like if they're just really not happy there are instances where I'll just give them a refund and say, you know what, I just really don't want to deal with this person. I want to save my emotional and um, mental, spiritual health and just, just not have to deal with it. So I kind of, I allocate a a budget, maybe every, not not even every month. I don't have issues every month, but I would say like a quarterly budget where it's like, okay, once a quarter, I'm probably going to have a person that's just not happy for whatever reason, and I'm not going to be able to make them happy. And I'm just going to refund them, call it a loss, and and I'll just set aside some money where 
this is just the price I have to pay to not have to deal with difficult people. And maybe not everybody would want to do that. Some people really like to make their case and stick to their policies and stuff like that. But for me, it's just it's something that I just really don't have the patience to deal with. And it it affects me a little bit too much personally. So I had to just find a really professional put together way to deal with it and just sometimes just give people a return and then we can move on our own ways. So that was kind of a rambling response, but that's my overall philosophy about customer service. Definitely make it a top priority after the quality of the product. I think customer service is a really important thing, and I it makes me very happy when people leave me reviews that talk about how good and how much they appreciated the customer service experience and even connected with that is like the fast shipping times and stuff like that. That's all a part of customer service, how quickly and efficiently you handle things. I think it's really, really important and it shows your customer that you respect the money that they're spending with your shop and you you respect their business. Because if there's no customers, there is no business. And this is makers making money. We need customers to make money. So we have to make our customers happy. And happy customers, will they'll come back, they'll buy more, they'll refer us to other people. So and making your customer happy is just so important. So that is my philosophy. Okay, so the next question, how do I deal with unhappy customers? So as I mentioned in the last question, sometimes you just have to take the loss and move on from people if they're being very difficult and you're just feeling like there's no way I can please this person. I know there are some people that will... Like maybe there's an unhappy customer. They didn't like something about the product that they'll offer them. Like, okay, I'll refund like 50% of the purchase price or something like that. Try to find a place to meet in the middle. I think that's a good idea. And in some cases that can really work. Um, I've never personally done that. I've always, I either, my strategy is if somebody's unhappy, I will replace it. If I feel like it's something that was like a reflection of, the quality of my work, then I will just send them a new one for free. Now, that might sound crazy, but again, these are situations that don't happen a lot. So it's like these once in a while things like I want people to be happy. I want to, again, respect the money that they're spending and they should they should, for the amount of money that they're spending, get a good quality product. And if it's my mistake or just the finish didn't turn out right, if there's something like that that happened... Or, of course, it got damaged during shipping. That's another thing. Um, I would always, I would just replace those those products. And usually, even if I'm sending them a replacement, I have to pay double shipping fee. Usually, I'm still not losing money on that and I'm still getting, making a little bit of a profit. So, I just, that's my strategy is to just make things right at whatever cost. Because again, these are rare situations. If you're selling a good quality product, if you really stand behind what you're doing, you're really listening to your customers, you're constantly improving, then these are going to be rare situations where people are unhappy. So stand behind your product. Uh, you know, when when somebody reaches out to you with a message that they're not happy with the product, respond as soon as possible. It's much easier. And just in your first response, just offer solutions. You can give them the option of, okay, I can give you a 50% discount or you can ship it back to me and I can give you a refund or whatever it is that you want to offer them. 
just in your first message, offer solutions. Or if you have some follow-up questions like, oh, can you send me a picture if they say it's damaged or whatever it is? Sometimes that happens with me. Then I'll ask them, can you please send me a picture so I can see, take a look at what's going on? And then, then, but the, the key is that in, in your first or second message, you have to be offering solutions because that, you know, that is what they want. And when people are unhappy, they, they get very heated and, and they just, they need it. That's, that's what can kind of diffuse the situation. The easiest is to directly offer them a solution. So that is what I would recommend in dealing with unhappy customers. Okay, then, and then the last question here, kind of connected to the the unhappy quest, uh, the unhappy customers question, is should I respond to negative reviews? Now, I've had a handful of negative reviews. I've had a few one star reviews, which were miserable. Um, but it was in my early days, and to be quite fair to those people, they were really warranted. You know, it really. They, they weren't wrong in leaving me a one-star review and that helped me to improve my products a lot and, and it was a good learning lesson even though it hurt a lot at the time and actually it made me kind of want to just quit this whole thing when I got my first one-star review. I cried for 24 hours straight almost and um, that was kind of, yeah, that was embarrassing but it did really hurt me um, and I've since then, you know, in recent times I had a couple of people that were just really mean and kind of like completely attacking my craft and it's always interesting when people do that because it's like you know what what I really want to respond to them is like you know what why don't you make this and then send it to me and then I'll give you my feedback because it's like you know sometimes people just come at you with this energy of like they know everything and they could do it better and it's like more if that's if that's the case great more power to you do it but it's just like the personal attack is just I feel it's not necessary you're very much entitled to be unhappy with the product but you don't have to like tear apart my whole business and my whole livelihood and all of my skills and everything else in the process so I have had a couple of those um Fortunately, those people, they just kind of sent me nasty messages. They didn't leave me a bad review, but I did refund them. So I canceled the order on Etsy. When you can't, when you refund somebody, make sure that you cancel the order. Then that closes the period that they can leave reviews. So it, it just kind of gives you a little bit of protection. I think they still have a short time period of maybe like a couple of days, like 48 hours or something like that, where they can leave a review after you've canceled and refunded the order. Um, and then after that, they wouldn't be able to leave your review. So, so make sure you're doing that. But as far as responding to negative reviews, that's not something that I've ever done, nor probably would I ever do. Um, I think there's a lot of differing opinions about this, and I think probably most people would say to respond to the negative reviews. Um, you know, my personality is just like, I don't entertain negativity. If people want to come at me with that, that's great, but I'm just not going to engage personally. So even if I'm responding to the negative review and like saying something because I want other customers to be able to see it, I just, I don't know that there's a way that I could do it diplomatically. So I just, I draw the line there and I just, I don't respond. Now, the thing is, especially on Etsy, you know, if you're, if you're getting a lot of good reviews, which my shop, 
has, you know, I have mostly five-star reviews, almost exclusively five-star reviews, except, except for a handful. So when you're getting that many good reviews, the, the low reviews will get buried very quickly. And unless people are going through and combing through every single one of your reviews, most people probably aren't going to see those few bad reviews. So don't sweat it too much. If you want to respond, that's your choice. But I personally don't think it matters. And sometimes when you when you're reading reviews other places and the the shop owner or whoever, somebody has responded, sometimes it's just really hard, even if they try to make it just the most diplomatic response, it's hard to not include that little bit of like feisty attitude in it. And it's even if it's a very nicely written response, sometimes you can still feel the undertone of, you know, like go F yourself kind of energy in in the response. So I personally would say no. That would be my opinion. Don't re- don't even bother responding to reviews. If you have enough good reviews, the customers are going to trust those. They're going to see the photos and they're just going to rely on that. And then also in regards to the the negative reviews, again, most people probably won't see it unless they're really combing through everything. And then it also makes your makes things look a little bit more authentic if you do have a few poor or less favorable reviews sprinkled in there like it just it makes things feel more real I guess and not like oh like why is it why does this shop have just all five-star reviews like that sounds crazy there's got to be somebody that's unhappy so whenever you look at reviews of products like just as a customer just think about your experience like yes you put weight on the reviews if there's a ton of negative reviews probably you're not going to buy that product or even if there may be like mostly three-star reviews or something like that like you're definitely going to think twice about it but if there's just a few negative reviews you're not necessarily always going to take those people's opinions and you could buy that product and be very happy with it. I've bought a lot of things that had a lot of bad reviews but I took a chance anyways and then I ended up really liking the product. So I would say don't worry too much about responding to negative reviews. And in fact, I would say don't respond to them. So basically, that is the episode about customer service. Um, so we just did mainly the Q&A. Um, there's a lot we could talk about on this subject, and we'll probably get back into it in the future because this is something that's it's a huge job making sure that your customers are satisfied. As I've said a million times already, I feel like on this episode, it's such an important job to make sure they're happy and to show them that you value their business. Um, So yeah, we'll, we'll continue to touch on customer service and things that you can do in your making business to make sure that people are happy and having a good experience with you. So that is everything for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a great week ahead. Thanks for listening to the Makers Making Money podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Makers Making Money and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week with a brand new episode.